everybody it's friday the 10th of march and it's international bagpipe day and a big happy birthday to chuck norris to emily sanday ed gamble and carrie underwood Somehow, in a week that the government introduced potentially illegal legislation to deal with illegal migration, a BBC sports presenter dominated the news headlines. Gary Lineker's comments comparing government language around asylum seekers to the tone of speech in 1930s Germany promoted a full-on media whirlwind on Thursday. He seems to have avoided suspension, even though BBC presenters are required to be impartial. He also called the backlash ridiculously out of proportion. He certainly didn't seem too worried about his job when reporters caught up with him on Thursday. What does the Director-General say anything to you? Um, yeah. What's he said? He said, well, we have a chat, we chat after. Do you, do you regret sending the tweet at all? No. Gary was criticised from the Commons by Penny Mordant with some awful football analogies and then Home Secretary Suella Braverman made her feelings clear on a BBC podcast. To hear that kind of characterisation is offensive because my husband is Jewish, my children are therefore directly descendant from people who were murdered in gas chambers during the Holocaust. Meanwhile, in the Commons, MP Clive Efford spoke for all of us when he suggested there were more pressing issues the government should be focusing on. Which is the greater evidence of political bias? Gary Lineker criticising the government's language from his private Twitter account, or the chairman of the BBC giving donations to the Conservatives? Boris Johnson could enjoy 20 Downing Street flat refurbs with the money he's raked in in the first six weeks of this year, including new wallpaper every time. The former Prime Minister earned a whopping £3.7 million, mostly from writing and speaking deals. That's on top of his basic MP salary of 84 grand. To put it into perspective, his earnings made up 85% of all second job cash declared by ministers so far in 2023. And former Health Secretary Stephen Dorrell pointed out he's rarely in Parliament. I think the issue in the Boris Johnson case is, is he still in politics or is he in show business? Well, if he wants to be taken seriously as a contributor to, the, to political debate, the place where political debate should take place is the House of Commons. His spokesperson insists the money's all been declared properly, but Labour's Bridget Phillipson says Boris Johnson always does what he wants, calling the government debased. It's not just Boris Johnson. You know, all of what we're seeing around uh, Dominic Raab too, I find it hard to believe that Rishi Sunak wasn't aware of what was going on and... You know, this is the Prime Minister who has appointed Suella Braverman back into the Cabinet. It's a Conservative Party that really is just uh, rotten from top to bottom. Ukraine's massive Zaporizhia nuclear plant has been reconnected to the grid after losing power on Thursday because of a missile attack. It was the first time in three weeks the country's been hit with a major wave of strikes, including six rare hypersonic missiles which are capable of carrying nuclear or conventional warheads and difficult for air defence to intercept. Officials in Kyiv claim the Kremlin's forces fired 81 missiles and released eight drones, hitting cities including the capital, Odessa and Kharkiv. Rafael Grossi from the International Atomic Energy Agency is not in Impressed. This is the sixth time that the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant has lost all of site power. This is the largest nuclear power station in Europe. How can we sit here and allow this to happen? Meanwhile, US Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has turned down an offer by President Zelensky to visit Kyiv to see how US support is spent on the war effort. I will continue to get my briefings and others, but I don't have to go to Ukraine to Kyiv. Um, see it, and my point has always been I won't provide a check for anything. 
Thursday night saw a deadly shooting at a Jehovah's Witness Hall in Hamburg, Germany. A gunman opened fire around 9pm, killing at least six people and injuring many more. The busy residential neighbourhood was quickly closed off by local police and residents were warned to stay indoors and out of sight. Armed police found several dead and injured when they arrived and they now believe the gunman also died at the scene, as German police spokesman Holger Wehren explains. The officers also heard a shot from the upper part of the building and went upstairs, where they also found a body. So far, we have no indications that any perpetrators fled. Still to come on the Smart 7, a child star makes a comeback and Eurovision fever inches up another degree. Right after this... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back. Thursday night saw the start of the last 16 phase of this year's Europa League. There were eight first leg games with two English teams still in the mix. Arsenal drew their first leg tie with Sporting Lisbon. It ended 2 all in Portugal, with Mikel Arteta's team knowing a win in the reverse fixture will see them into the quarterfinals. Man U then hosted Real Betis in what was the Old Trafford side's first game since being thrashed 7-0 by Liverpool. They delivered a solid 4-1 win, much to the relief of manager Eric Ten Hag. I think we played a very good game, second half especially. Uh, Good goals, good performance. I think also give something to the to the fans, and they give us something back as well because uh, they were behind us. And yeah, very grateful after Sunday. Former Goonies star Martha Plimpton's excited about the Oscars on Sunday. Her co-star in the 1985 film Ki-Hoo Kwan recently returned to Hollywood in Everything Everywhere All at Once, which received 11 nominations. Martha's screen success continues with her role in A Town Called Malice on Sky, and it couldn't be further from her breakthrough performance as she plays the matriarch of a South London crime family. But she's pleased the love for a cult classic lives on. I'm certainly impressed by the fact that it's really taken such a hold in the popular culture and... I don't think any of us expected that it it necessarily would when it came out. I mean, we all had an extraordinary time filming it, and I guess ultimately it did change all of our lives, really. This year's Eurovision Song Contest will be hosted in Liverpool and with tickets selling out in minutes, excitement is mounting. 25-year-old May Muller says it's a dream to have been selected to represent the UK this year with this track called I Wrote a Song, which is handy. May was chosen through the same management company which selected Sam Ryder last year and has Lana Del Rey and Ellie Goulding on its books and it's safe to say she's pretty hyped. I'm just... So excited, and it's a dream come true, and for it to be up in Liverpool, iconic, iconic settings. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris.